Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you. And that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics, but what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning, there may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. So before we move on, Karen is back to take us through the last course after that delicious main. Okay, your final course is Morello Cherry Pie with um, vanilla ice cream and a bit of mint, which was grown from my garden. Oh, oh. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Shokan. But since we don't have years and we don't have hours, <laughs> we are going to shift slightly. And I want to pick up on the, the point that you just made about Glody stepping out and finding <coughs> something new. Well, we have a couple who have stepped out of the UK and they found something new. Okay. Prince Harry and the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan oh. Markle, stepped out of the UK and they found something new in the US. Now you may be aware or may not have been aware recently, uh, one of the executives at Spotify had uh, made a comment on a podcast, on his podcast, actually I'm not gonna say the, the name, but made a comment on his podcast that he felt and feels that Prince Harry and, and Meghan are grifters. He called them grifters in that particular, in that particular podcast. <laughs> and you're like, really? Yes, he, he did. Um, this is a senior executive of a, uh, a, major, a major brand and organization talking about cutting ties with essentially their talent. Yeah. And he said, if I had time, I would go into it, and you probably will on his podcast mm. one day go into why he called them grifters. Now, what I find interesting about that is because it's Spotify as a platform, mm. and this is yeah. coming from it, Spotify itself has come under fire mm. for how they treat their talents, the streams that artists or the royalties that artists yeah. do or don't get. They've come under uh, fire because of who is allowed on, on, in, on Spotify, as an example. And so the question for you all is, who are the grifters? Is it Spotify or is it Prince Harry and Duchess of Sussex, Meghan? That's my question. Who are the grifters? And as you know, I, don't, I want all the smoke as a podcast myself, happy to call out Spotify. Um, but who are the grifters from your perspective? Is it Spotify given the relationship that they have with their talents and the individuals who sign with them or no longer sign with them and an executive calling <laughs> former talent grifters or is it Prince Harry and Meghan and all the, the critiques and the criticisms and the comments around well, what are they actually doing? Didn't they say they want to be out of the limelight? Is this a hustle? Who are the grifters from your perspective? So Spotify, 
Prince Harry or Meghan. <laughs> I'm not going to come to you first, Lord of the Book. You're your friends as I believe. Don't ask I have me first. strong opinions. I won't. So, oh, and I'll, I'll come to you first if you have a strong opinion. So which, who are the grifters? Is it Spotify? Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, is it Spotify or Prince Harry and Meghan? Maybe not Prince Harry and Meghan. So Spotify. Hmm. Keith, Spotify or? Spotify, yeah. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So Laura's like, I have strong views. <laughs> what are your strong views about Spotify? Well, actually, no, it's not Spotify. Well, tell us your just views. Just large corporations, yeah. right? I'm yeah. really against the, the big people pushing down on the little people, and Spotify against um, you know two people. That's how I see it. You got mm -hmm. a huge corporation, two people, and just all the stuff about them. It's just like. Mm. No, so <laughs> if there's ever like you give me like two things like that, I'll always pick the opposite. So Spotify, yeah. So it's Spotify, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Elizabeth, you were like Spotify, definitely. <laughs> Almost choked on your vanilla ice cream. No, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, why why no. Spotify? I just think, okay, uh, at the end of the day, right? This is a commercial relationship, yeah. That is that has a uh, what do you call it? A a media, uh, sorry, not media, uh, um, value exchange. Mm -hmm. You've got Harry and, and Meghan, or Meghan, whoever, you know, providing something, and you've then got Spotify benefiting from something and pushing that out. Mm -hmm. you know. So it's a mutual exchange. Now, there are question marks about, yes, they have come under fire uh, with regards to the sorts of, some one or two people that have actually put on and again because of the commercial value mm -hmm. attached to it so you can't on the one hand be commercial in that way mm -hmm. and then on the other hand turn around and say they're grifters because in my mind it's a commercial you know arrangement mm -hmm. and I haven't got a problem with that at all you know so to then turn around because maybe I don't even know what it is other than you think they might be not as valuable um, and so to come out and say something like that is, frankly, quite surprising, to be honest, mm -hmm. really. Because if that's the case, anyone who's in any form of a commercial mm -hmm. arrangement is a grifter. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. all grifters. I've got a commercial we? relationship. <laughs> or I don't know, but it's just, I mean, what yeah. is that? What does that mean? Well, I'm I not surprised, actually, to be honest, Spotify yeah. saying that. Yeah. Um, Why doesn't that well, surprise you? Well, the person is saying that. Well. What's that saying of like bad um, press is all press is good press or something, isn't mm -hmm. it? All attention is good attention. Um, you know, we know everything around um, Harry and Meghan is a huge storm. So probably thought to themselves like, oh yeah, let's jump on that. Let's mm -hmm. get because you know look, we're talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised at all that obviously it was for a I talking point. You think that was accomplished? Yeah. That was my point as mm. well, actually. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think uh, free publicity. They've just jumped on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And uh, they haven't picked on any of the other talent but them. The most famous names they had on their books. And yeah. So for you, publicity stunt. Mm -hmm. Commercial exchange for Elizabeth. Laura's just over it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Keith? I just think the cynicism of these big corporates yeah. is such as that they don't have a right to make a moral judgment no. about anything. I agree. 
um, you know. Hey, it's Sabrina. Have you followed us yet? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now's the time to do it. We use them because they leverage their position in a way and get rid of all the competition. And so that's what we do. Um, but they don't build talent. Um, you know, they just uh, take talent and make make money, money off of it. That's the system. It used to be the way record companies and now it's streamers. They're all really cynicism and I don't think they have a, a right to make any moral comment at all, frankly. Would this conversation be different if it wasn't Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. so mm -hmm. what, would, what, would, what would it be, what would be different about it for you, Laura? In terms of a different person? Yes, so if it wasn't clearly these two <laughs> and, and, and then somebody else, so what, what would be different? My stance on Spotify and like big corporations mm -hmm. still there of like, I'm not a fan of them you know, coming after anyone really. But I do agree, well, like I'm saying about, um, clearly these two people, it's about that attention. So, so if you did it with someone else that's perhaps an up and coming artist or whatever person, um, yeah, it wouldn't get the attention. I mean, it's still bad. So I'm still against the whole behavior, but um, the, it wouldn't have the same impact for them. Okay, so let me get, let me throw a live example in for everyone. So if remove Prince Harry and Meghan, and let's say it was Joe Rogan. Mm. Mm. Spotify says Joe Rogan's a grifter. Mm. Would your position still be the same on, on this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would still say it's the same value exchange. Okay. I would still say, you know, you say exactly what you're also saying. You can't take the moral high ground, mm -hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you put him on and you're providing content for said, said uh, type of listener. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my views on Joe Rogan is sort of left to the left, really. Well, not not not, not <laughs> left right type thing. Although I do lean more left, you know. But in the sense of, um, it's neither here nor there. It's the same thing. It, you're, you're sort of coming out with that because I guess it's either it is for um, publicity or to, to draw attention yeah. or that you are somehow trying to take a, a more high ground when it's a purely commercial value exchange relationship. You know, you're taking someone on because you're targeting a certain people, mm -hmm. a certain group. You can't then turn around and say they're a grifter because they're taking advantage of, of that value exchange. So, change. Yeah. so does position stay the same for you as well, Keith? Let's say it was Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, how far are they going to go? They're going to start being, you know, moral arbiters, and you know, they're going to start looking at artists and say, you know, well, this artist believes that we're not, you know, that this, that, and the other. I, I don't think they have the the right to make what well, a moral judgment that I'm going to take any notice of. I'll make my own decisions. And you, I think uh, I'm veering more towards what Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth said about it's a commercial agreement, and it's actually you know what you know what's been signed on the dotted line, really TNCs. I think um, it changes, uh, you know, the 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 whole thing, the scenario changes by changing the people involved. Mm -hmm. So Harry and Meghan, they've had a different kind of pu public, they've been in a different kind of public light, debate, discussion, 
And uh, so, yeah, I think nobody would be in the same position. If you replace them, it becomes all about commercial agreement. We talk about it for five minutes and then we forget about it. <laughs> We're not going to think about it. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> Let's go back to Prince Harry and, and Meghan, because what mm. I thought was interesting about that is their relationship is what's used commercially. Yeah. Them being who they are. And, and it's very rare that you find a couple that is, I wouldn't say balanced, but presented mm -hmm. in that way, where you are talking about one along with the other. Usually mm -hmm. one's ahead and the other's behind, but they, they're referred to almost pretty equally. Mm. And so when I was reflecting on that and wanted to have the conversation today, would you consider their relationship as royals a traditional or a non-traditional relationship? Would you consider Prince Harry, Meghan, their relationship a traditional or a non-traditional relationship? Traditional or non-traditional? Can you clarify traditional a bit? I don't clarify. <laughs> it's how you receive the question and how you want to respond to it. Well, no, I, I would say it's a, it's a, a traditional relationship. Traditional. Okay, okay, relationship. okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll park there. Traditional. Yeah. Traditional or non-traditional? Non-traditional to me. Okay. Traditional or non-traditional? Non-traditional. Non traditional or non-traditional? Non-traditional. Non non-traditional. Okay. So. Royal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Non-traditional royal. <laughs> I mean, if you're using royal as a reference point, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And traditional. All right. So we, we have the scent, and, and I, I enjoy the scent. So. Why do the three of you, and I'll start with Elizabeth first, why do you think, or how do you define non-traditional, and then how does Prince Harry and Meghan Markle fit into a non-traditional relationship? Well, I'm, I'm using reference points, and I, I mean, I'm not, you know, in the royal family, so mm -hmm. what they do behind closed doors, I mean, who knows, but um, based on my reference points and mm -hmm. how I sort of see them, yeah. um, versus the other royals, and some will argue that whether or not in the world they've stepped back. Mm -hmm. So there's an element of that which perhaps make, makes them able to be non-traditional. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that they are touchy-feely versus others, you know, that they are kind of tracking, you know, alongside when they sit together as opposed to one behind the other, I think is non-traditional. Mm -hmm. You know, the way they... Um, make space for each other mm -hmm. mutually is non-traditional. Based on my reference points with other, uh, in the main, not all of them are like that, in the main, um, working royal mm -hmm. couples. Because <laughs> of course if they're not, then there is an element of obviously the spotlight's not on them, so you don't see them as much. Mm -hmm. And one would argue they probably just do their own thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But reference points based on others and them, they come across as certainly pushing against tradition, I wouldn't argue. Okay, yeah. Laura? Yeah, hugely. Um, for me, actually, funnily enough, my reference point when you said it, it was more a case of um, not the royal aspect of like a royal couple, but a couple in general and like the traditional husband and wife sort of, you know, um, the woman stays at home. The woman's not a working woman. That's the, that's the sort of traditional. Oh, okay, I would yeah, say. That's yeah, that's a that's different perspective. Yeah, that's so a good perspective. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that's immediately when I was like, yeah. non-traditional. It's amazing what they're doing. I love it. Yeah, I think they're really great role models. Me too. Um, 
I said non-traditional. Yes. Firstly, well, they are not in this country. <laughs> they are in <laughs> a UK royalty, but they actually are, you know, they chose to leave the UK. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, that's uh, very much a first step. And it's almost that Hollywood element in their relationship. And there are some quite nice liberating elements to that. And um, I think... Uh, you know, what nail paint she wants to, you know, don and, you know, what she wants to wear, where they want to go, what charities they want to support and how they want to do that, how they want to present themselves in society, in media. I think they've accorded themselves a bit more freedom around that. And I found both of the viewpoints quite interesting about, you know, how they are in relationship to one another, which actually I hadn't thought about but that makes them stand out as well as a couple. Mm -hmm. And I think they are royal by virtue of Harry's birth, you mm -hmm. know. But actually, if I saw them in media, encounter them in media, I wouldn't actually say, oh yeah, they're royal. Mm -hmm. no. And Keith, you said traditional. So how did you define traditional? And how are they an example of that? So I, w I, w I think I was thinking in terms of... Um, outside of the royal family, you mm -hmm. know, just as uh, traditional people. And I, I was, it was coming from the viewpoint, I suppose, more of they're just a young couple trying to get on with their lives. And that's difficult. Um, you know, um, young couples have difficulties and they're kind of traditional in that sense. But I think, you know, having taken, the, you know, the things that I thought here, uh, that's probably a bit of an ideal, ideal world, so I think probably I would be amended by the oh. views of strong, strong women Oh, you have here. a change <laughs> in position at the table. Okay. I'm about to throw a spanner in the works. Um, so, <laughs> so my question is, and actually you brought up this point, uh, Laura, is tradition defined by gender roles? That's the question. So you've essentially talked about how they relate to each other and didn't really go into gender roles, but how they relate to each other. So implicitly we're saying then, or the question would be, is tradition defined by gender roles? Yes or no? That's the question. Yes or no? Is tradition defined when it comes to relationships? Is it defined? You can probably could extend that to other things, but we're going to focus on relationships. Is tradition defined by gender roles? Yes or no? Elizabeth, yes or no? Yes. Laura, yes, yes or no? Typically, yes. Typically, yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in uh, the world that we're living in now, are gender roles, if you, have, if you don't have gender roles, does that mean you're non-traditional? Think about that very carefully, based on what you just said. So if traditional relationships are defined by gender roles, you said yes. If you do have gender roles, or you don't have gender roles in your relationship, does that mean you're non-traditional? That's the question. If you don't have gender roles in your relationship, are you non-traditional? Yes or no? Keith, I'll start with you. 
if you don't have non-gender roles, so in other words, if you don't conform to some gender stereotype, I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. th then you're non-traditional. And I would say, yes. Ritu, yes or no? If you don't have gender roles in your relationship, does that make you non-traditional, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Laura? It's yes. getting hard, isn't it? <laughs> the wrong. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Elizabeth. Yes. Okay. So now explain your nuances. You, what do you mean by yes? And you started, Keith, <laughs> with your dissertation. It's your fault. So yeah. if you don't have gender roles in your relationship, you are not non-traditional. What did you mean by that? Well, I think the way that people see traditional relationships is still coloured by the way we would have seen traditional families and and, and that kind of thing, yeah. and I think you know that that still defines. I mean, you know, people will still superficially talk about same-sex relationships in, you know, in binary terms. Oh, you know, she's the husband, and he, and all of that kind of stuff, and that that pushes us. You know, I'm not saying that's right, and we should we should get away from that. But I think there's still, you know, as society gradually learns to accept. Uh, um, different types of relationships, they're still looking through, society still views them in, in a very similar traditional way. And I think we have, have to go a long way before we get away from that. Okay, Ritu, you said yes, you're not traditional if you don't have gender roles in your relationship. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, the uh, sort of if you imagine there's a book of traditions, you know, that's your uh, you know, man, woman, two and a half kids and your white picket fences. And again, uh, as Keith said, doesn't mean that I, I say that's the right way to do it. And that's, I think, there are very few traditional relationships now, I guess, you know. And we are, you know, as a society, working our way through, defining things. And in fact, those lines of tradition are quite blurred and you can't really box and cox everyone now. But uh, yeah. Um, Traditional roles are defined by the very soft, narrow <coughs> definition of gender. Mm -hmm. Laura, you said yes. You don't have gender roles, you're not traditional. Yep. Um, so when you asked it, I instantly thought it was an, of an example like taking the rubbish out, taking the bins out. Traditionally, the gender roles that the man, there'd be a man in a relationship and the man would do it. So for me, if even if that's just the one thing that you do, <laughs> you, you, you take your own rubbish out. Basically, but, <laughs> we're non-traditional. Right, right. um, you know, well, let's take it back a step. I believe before you've even, if you're even in a partnership, that you can live independently. So, <laughs> if you follow, believe these roles, what do you do if you're not in, in a relationship? Right? Who's doing those roles? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I believe you should love yourself and be comfortable with yourself first so that you are comfortable taking the rubbish out or and doing the cooking and cleaning and also having a successful career so then when you do if you do partner with someone there's not that well you fit this category so you'll be doing these things no <laughs> it's it's an equal partnership okay. Elizabeth yeah I mean yeah no definitely um, if you're yeah looking through that lens then it's non-traditional 
although tradition over time will probably be defined differently. Mm-hmm. So taking the rubbish out by a man or a woman, doesn't matter, you know, as long as the rubbish is taken out. <laughs> but we want to get to the point where it doesn't matter type yeah. thing. Um, and the system still is such that you've got the gender um, pay gap mm-hmm. that still exists. You've got the maternity, paternity, lack of equality mm-hmm. there, which sort of the system still perpetuates that traditional mm. way of living. Um, the way you know you are dealt with in certain, uh, uh, even if you look outside the UK societies, you know, you and I can sit together and there's the man who's in there and the bill's going to them because what they're going to be paying yeah. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a long way to go. You know, and so and that is down to gender. You know, really. You know, at the moment, so. It's still in situ, although slowly shifting, mm. you know, and changing. But we still have a situation where we're not paid equally. Mm. How is that possible? Or, you know, a, a man can't take six months off if they wanted to look after the baby and the woman goes off and works, or you're balancing out. So the system is such that it yeah. still perpetuates that. So if you're bucking against the norm, if you want to use the word norm, because what is normal now, yeah. um, or tradition, then yeah, looking through the lens of gender, then it's still, you would be, I suppose, defined as non-traditional. But you want to reach a stage where mm. tradition is fluid. And then that mm-hmm. brings us to the end of our conversation. I'm bucking the trend because I'm a woman sitting up ahead of my own Love table. That. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you very much for breaking the bread. Thank, Thank you. I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. yeah. a pleasure breaking the bread with all of you. Yeah. <laughs> we and were this all is a pretty tradition we'll still keep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah, some traditions are good. Yeah. It's a wrap, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You You can also subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to follow, turn on your notifications and looking forward to the next time we break bread together. Food for the hungry mind. Gather round for some healthy conversation and a great spread You heard what they said, we're here to break bread Fill up your glasses fast and take it to your heads Then fill your belly with some hearty laughter that can wake the dead Can see from the golden brain of Sabrina Clark She had the vision, it was lit and then we've seen the spark And feeding minds became a fixture Now we're bringing back the art